Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the written word with your host the frontiest So today I will introduce to you another writer His name is Sagar Singh but I will not be reading out any of his poetry Instead I will tell you that he calls himself the wandering writer on Instagram and his bio reads writer slash storyteller and he writes in hindi slash english slash urdu so i guess what i'm trying to say is sagar is a person who refuses to be defined by labels and one word is never enough to define him anyway so he chooses two sometimes three sometimes more So this is a short interview that I did with him where we got deep into writing and muses and causes and all of that and I really really hope that you enjoy it as always thank you for listening Hello Hi 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 So how are you doing Oh, fine. As fine as I can Ready? be in a locked up situation. Ready for your first interview? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> nervous? Uh yeah, actually a lot. <laughs> Don't be nervous, it will be fine. Yeah, it's easy to write, you know, and very difficult <laughs> to speak. Yeah, especially for writers, no? Yeah, like that's why we write, right? Because we can't yeah. speak. True. Okay. So uh, Sagar when I first discovered your page I was delighted to see that you write in both Hindi and English. Can I ask why you made that choice? Why you chose to be bilingual? Um um as like I come from a background where my mom and dad are not prof- like very good with their English. My dad mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. uh he's a maths teacher and uh, he has to be uh, right. but um, he has always been of the opinion that you know your language shouldn't come in the way of uh, your knowledge. Right. Uh, and uh, when I started writing on Instagram I started with English because I come from an English background and uh, have done my schooling and everything in English. Mhm. But as I started reading more and more and I when people gave me recommendations uh, I realized that our native literature is uh, given very less importance in the country. Very true. Uh, yeah, it is it is considered somewhat uncool to mm-hmm. you know read things in maybe hindi or marathi or whatever language you prefer mm-hmm. uh, hindi to be common because like most of the people know that language mm-hmm. and but when i read these literature i realized that uh, their quality is at par with any other language what i have read maybe and, sometimes uh, even better than english yeah and maybe sometimes even like uh, they need they can they consider topics from the point of view uh, english mm-hmm. cannot mm-hmm. Uh, people were totally negligent towards the idea that you know this literature is also what we need to learn other than people who actually take it as a literature subject right. uh, in general reading in hindi uh, wasn't something you know considered cool and yes. uh, uh, so uh, I, i even talked to my friends who are like, amazing writers in english and uh, they clearly told that they struggle reading devnagari so that oh, was again okay. a surprise to me that you know basically everyone has 10 standard uh, hindi so basically mm. reading yeah, that's so true 
That's yeah, so after that, not reading Devanagari is very weird to me. Or maybe just they left it after, you know, it wasn't a compulsion to read. But yeah. again, it's their personal choice. I never make people do things. But me writing in two languages is just a rebellion to keep the native language alive. Okay, so That's it's wonderful. always, I have always felt that the stories of my land is more mm-hmm. heartfelt in our native language than a colonial one. True. Very true. I could not agree more with that. So, since you're someone who loves diving deep into a subject, let's discuss something interesting. Tell me a little bit about the relationship between the writer and the muse. Yeah, that's like the age-old topic whenever it comes to writers. <laughs> yeah. But like, I think, I think you know, uh, after reading uh, interviews by famous writers like Neil Gaiman or Stephen King or... Mm-hmm. Uh, as you already like have read my work, you know, I'm more inclined towards the story side than the poetry yeah. side. So mm-hmm. I love reading short stories by these people or other writers. And uh, one thing I have understood is when you start writing and you don't come up from a background where, you know, you're, you have someone who writes around you or you know them, the idea mm-hmm. of news has been, you know, uh, broken down to a person. So basically, they could be your love interest or maybe a friend or something like that. But mm-hmm. I think, uh, obviously, there's always going to be a strong relation between the writer and the muse in whatever form you write. Okay, It can be poetry, short story, novella, whatever. It's always right. going to be there. But the idea of muse is more fluent than people lead on. It's not so So you're saying, you're saying that the muse is much more than just a person, right? Yes, that is what I'm trying to say. Uh, so basically, there has been situations where I have written stories and poems out of a single word. Or mm-hmm. maybe a line which I, you know, liked really much. And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, something I saw randomly on the road when I was coming back home. And I have made pieces and stories around just that one situation. So, right. uh, you know, if you're very rigid uh, while talking about muses and writing, you'll not go far. Obviously, you'll write about it for a certain period of time and maybe you'll be amazing at it. But if you mm-hmm. want to do it as a long-term thing, I don't think you can't be you can be rigid when it comes to muses. Right. That's an and, interesting insight. Yeah, and the other thing, uh, honestly on my personal opinion, the better I live, the more muses I have. Okay. Right? So if you forget to live while writing, you forget to write. It's as simple as that. <laughs> I like that. Okay. So as a writer, is there anything you refrained from talking about? Is there something that you wish you wrote about more often yeah, I mean, or some topic that's been taboo that you've stayed uh, away from? I can't call it taboo, but I have been called out about it. I have been abused about it on my in my DMs and everything. Uh, what is it? Uh, I think I refrain from writing about social issues or current issues. And mm. It's not because, you know, I'm afraid of judgment or I, like, I don't have mm-hmm. an opinion about it mm-hmm. or... Uh, Maybe uh, what I can say is it's not because uh, I'm a, uh, there is some external factor that is stopping me. It's mm-hmm. me who, uh, and my moral issues that are stopping me from doing that. And like, mm-hmm. I just clear it out what moral issues means. So mm-hmm. when an issue pops up, okay. So uh, in the age of social media, the idea is to gain traction. And right. the only way to do it is you talk about that is something that is currently going on. Mm-hmm. Now, my idea has never been about sending a false message outside. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to these situations, I always think that I don't know enough about it or I'm not qualified to quickly decipher such a heavy situation in a day or two. 
right and just yeah. write something on it so i have like i i did a piece also about this that one like on in a, in a long time back one of my math professor told me that it is okay to tell people that you don't know something you right. need to learn that so right. it is okay that there's something going on i am not uh, well qualified enough to talk about it and i can say that i don't know i can't make an opinion on what my understanding so i generally talk about uh, issues that actually i can relate to so i come from an education background my mom and dad are teachers so if something related to that comes up i obviously talk about it hmm. again if you talk about something like uh, maybe ocd for example so yeah, i yeah. don't i have never met someone who has ocd i have never had friends who had ocd you never... are lucky <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's not like i have people who are like friends who have been in depression and everything but the right. thing is it's very different to you know be in their shoes and you know write it and mm-hmm. uh, randomly think things and then write them down right. so i always try to prefer that i'll only talk about the issues or situations which i can actually feel about rather mm-hmm. than you know just okay this may, this would might get me traction so i just write something about it which is you know uh, uh, like a uh, something that is looks pretty but mm-hmm. inside it's hollow exactly that's very well said in fact i think we all as a collective need to just calm down and be okay with not having an opinion on everything because yeah. people people are like rushing for having opinions i think so yeah exactly and it takes away from the main issue sometimes like yeah because you having a voice about the issue becomes more important than the issue itself yeah yeah uh, yeah which, which is completely wrong in my perspective yeah. and we have seen that happening a lot of time things keep going from some place to another always because yeah. people keep people who don't have an idea about the situation talk about it very true okay recently yeah please go ahead yeah sorry so recently uh, uh, the sushant singh case uh, yeah i, yeah. I was coming to that yeah yeah i got a lot of traction from people and you know people were very very Uh, pissed about it that i did not write something about it or whatever the mm-hmm. idea is uh, when i talk about someone i need to know them personally and then i can talk about them right. what i talk about sushant singh is what his movies were i did mm-hmm. not know him personally i did not talk to him i did not know what he liked dislike so yeah. when it comes to talking about a person i will always prefer not talking about them and respecting their art rather than you know uh, using them as to gain traction yeah so, using them as content yeah so it's like everything can't like you should you should have at least a basic moral of not thinking that everything is content yeah agreed and okay, if writers so another thing that i sorry sorry if writers <laughs> don't have morals then who are going to have it right if we very stop have morals very true so another yeah. thing i wanted to talk to you about is that you know as writers we hear this phrase very often uh, pain gives depth to writing what what are your thoughts on that uh, yeah like uh, uh, honestly like since i started like the 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 time i started writing it was because of pain and uh, like people did not understand what i was going mm-hmm. through and needed a way out so mm-hmm. you can say that, uh, mostly you can say 9 out of 10 writers start when they feel this right so they feel right. pain right right uh, so there's something you know impulsive writing and there is mm-hmm. some called as a uh, thought like you think it through and write so there are two different mm-hmm. types of writing right it gives you impulsive writing it gives you write uh, whatever you have and then you throw it in you have uh, a good vocabulary you have metaphors and you use them to put your pain in a bit of pretty bow and give it to people 
but when it comes to a long term writing if you want to be a writer it's mm. not i think uh, uh, i as a person have always got my muse from teen but mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be personal right that's what changed over the years of like 6 years of my writing that when i started it was very necessary for me to you know the point to be personal to write something mm-hmm. and then i after reading and experiencing life i transformed and understood that it doesn't need to be personal you don't need to suffer to write right random strangers pain can also inspire you to write okay so, so speaking of random strangers pain i have noticed that you write a lot about heartbreak do you think that helps in moving on when you're writing about that uh i think um, it's always you know a bit like personal opinion i believe mm-hmm. you never completely move on from a heartbreak you never do if okay. like there was a there was a, if you could do that you'll forget the person right, right. you never forget that person it's never never humanly possible to you know make them you know non existent so you never completely move on from a heartbreak Mm-hmm. but uh, what writing does and what writing has helped me do it is it makes you process it right mm-hmm. uh, keeping it inside and not being able to talk to people or talking to people who don't understand your perspective all these things make it more worse right it's like it's getting you to a situation where you explode right. the best way for me has been to write it and once i write it over and over and over i process mm-hmm. it that what are the feelings that i went through in that situation Mm-hmm. so uh, it's not like it's it's uh, i'll honestly say that it's not a process on moving on rather it's pro- process of documenting the things we felt at that time right so you know what kind of feelings actually exist uh, with you and mm-hmm. hasn't having so it's said, basically it's basically a process of making sense of what you're feeling yeah exactly so it's like right. just like hemingway says that write clear and hard about what hurts right so right. basically what hurts more than getting your heart ripped out Mm-hmm. can't so, think of any yeah i can't too so that's why i write a lot about it right so uh where did your journey begin you just mentioned that it was 6 years ago so is that the moment when you knew that this is what you want to do um uh, honestly i still am sure that this is what i meant to do um <laughs> but uh, but it's always uh, been a situation so uh, we you can all pick any writer from history and you'll see they are a loner and they don't fit in Right. and that is why they write because they can't have they don't have people who listen to them mm-hmm. so six like uh, i think the six years ago i was doing my uh, engineering and you know the uh, there are lot of things when they go on with you and people around you don't understand you need a outlet. yeah i think that's the key word sometimes they are willing to listen but they don't understand yeah so it's like they works. they mean well they are not bad yeah, people yeah. they are just yeah. not in the same frequency as you are exactly so you can't say that okay you're a bad person or you're a bad friend but they are not in a different frequency and they what they think is a very small thing maybe a very huge thing for you so they exactly. won't be able to understand it and that yeah. is when i started writing and honestly like you asked that is it like what i meant to do i don't know i just write because it feels right it has oh. never been of you know uh, making it big or making myself famous obviously i like those things i'm not going to say right. i'll not like them. but it, right. if if i focus on that i i so uh, like sometimes when i have very focused on those ideas i my writing goes away from me i'm not able to write and mm-hmm. when i'm back to uh, only feeling the freeness while i write then i get my writing back 
so it's yeah. always have just to write for the sake of my heart rather than you know trying to make something out of it hmm okay so uh, one more thing i wanted to discuss with you is that uh, what do you think is the biggest misconception that people have about writers and as a follow up question i would also want to know that what do you think is the biggest mis- misconception writers have about other writers okay so uh, the first one is an easy question because i had that misconception before i became a writer mm-hmm. so most misconception that people have about me is that writers don't work because writing is such a fun thing <laughs> right okay so it's like unless you actually write you mm. don't understand how much work we need yeah and, it's not fun <laughs> yeah it's not fun that is the whole part like okay yeah. uh, it's like you see the end product of it right you don't exactly. see the entire process of it so yeah. it's like honestly like whatever uh, job people do i think writing has the same amount of work in it but mm-hmm. uh, in jobs people see you working every day going to an office and you know doing the work so they understand that okay that must be tedious but it's tangible na it's visible yeah, it's, yeah. yes visible and tangible but when it comes to us they only see the end ledger which is like very beautiful and amazing <laughs> so they yeah. think okay this is just fun and games and this should be what people be doing rather than you know doing it but if you yeah. go if you go behind the screen and you see the blank paper self doubt anxiety constant mm. struggle with self and you know all those things you realize mm. okay this is again a lot of work a person has to put you know to come up with a piece very true and, and what is are, the, what is the biggest misconception writers have about other writers do you think every writer thinks that the other writer is better it's a very very <laughs> it's a very common misconception but the honest thing is everyone like everyone has no idea what they are doing about themselves They actually okay all... if i if i'm being honest na moment of confession when i first read your work i felt oh my god why am i even writing this dude is like so much better than me <laughs> so, and yeah, it's like it so like what you what you read and uh, you know talk about the same mm-hmm. happens when i read something someone who i admire right i go and read them and i'm like why the hell am i doing this because i'm never reaching there so thanks for like, telling me you don't admire me by the way huh? i like that nice moving on your your work has picked up amazingly <laughs> well since you started no, no, okay i'm just teasing you sorry about teasing honestly uh, uh, since you started the podcast your work has picked up very amazingly well and mm. uh, honestly like if it comes to spoken word i'll make you read my pieces rather than me reading so it's take that <laughs> as a compliment for now right thank you so um that's what you're saying that we uh, get very like carried away by what other people write and we sort of lose focus on what it is that we are doing right yeah we always keep telling judging the uh, you know idea behind that that person is doing better than uh, what we are but the, mm. uh, the what i have learned with my experience and it is a very difficult to apply to practically but what i learned with my experience is art cannot be judged on the idea that this is better than this it right. is Only on the idea that what it makes you feel, right? So if a piece is amazingly written, but it doesn't make you feel anything, and a piece mm-hmm. is averagely written, but it makes you feel a lot, you'll obviously mm. go for the average written thing. You'll not go with something which is, you know, artistically good but not connected to you. You know, if I if I if I were to draw a parallel example to this, na, not from the world of writing, but like, have you heard of Zakir Khan in comedy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So his content might be very average, but it's so relatable, and he speaks from such a place of depth and all. You know that even if it's humor, it finds such a strong connect with everybody. Yeah, I I love I love his work also. See, so I have like I have seen Veerdas, I have seen um, um, yeah, here also, and I've seen a lot of comedians' work. But mm-hmm. I think. 
uh, where Zakir comes from, like from the background he comes from. First uh-huh. thing, he's not ashamed of it. First thing, yeah, and yeah, because. almost 80% of the population comes from that kind of situations they very easily exactly. connect to it yeah so this is where i am talking about when it comes to writing too right so if i if i so obviously we are fiction writers we make fiction but if right. that fiction is nowhere grounded to reality nowhere mm. connected to it people would just read it and throw it away and they never remember what you wrote Mm-hmm. but if it is something that comes from where they every person has been sometime it it stays with them that okay right. this is where i have been so that is where the whole writer thing goes that you can't judge because someone writes about ocd and you can't you can write about depression and someone can't you cannot judge those two pieces those two pieces come from both personal ideas mm. so a person with ocd would surely connect with that piece but a person with depression would connect with yours so you can't just compare them which one is better right so you're saying that there's a writer out there for you know different things that different people go through yeah exactly haven't you heard if you are like if you like don't like books you haven't find the right found the right writer yet very true that is very true okay so any parting thoughts for us sagar yeah uh, i think say? i think we were talking about pain and i wanted to correct that statement uh, but mm-hmm. we moved on so i want to correct that i think rather than say, saying that pain gives your writing depth i would say mm-hmm. empathy gives you di- gives depth to your writing if you're empathetic mm-hmm. towards people empathetic towards uh, uh, animals empathetic towards things empathetic towards everything in your life mm-hmm. you would actually have a lot of uh, situations and ideas where uh you will be able to write beautifully about it so rather than you know just looking and being very personal about uh, yourself and about your pain think about everything everyone is going on obviously don't mm-hmm. let it overpower you but always mm-hmm. work with that would always be helpful and uh, with that uh, i'll always suggest that please 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 don't start writing for being rich famous or being cool or whatever if you want to write please do it for if it makes you happy or else you are always going to leave it midway and you will not like it it is not going to get better and the last mm-hmm. thought which i have been doing uh, since a couple of months and i because uh, everything got to me always mm-hmm. remember that writing is a part of life but it is not your whole life mm-hmm. don't forget to live smell the flowers mm-hmm. eat your favorite food go to new places <laughs> spend time with family and friends right in the end the most important story you will write will be your own Mhm. Okay, so before we wrap this up Sagar, I have to say I'm a big fan of your pieces, you know, the ones that begin with things I find. So could you please read one? Just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can uh write read one. I okay. think uh, so uh, basically this was and I like these pieces started when one of my friend challenged me to write so these are called list poems. and mm-hmm. uh, they wanted me to write list poems and i started writing these and actually quite a few, lot of people like this uh this one is nine things either about romance or death so mm-hmm. it starts with i was in 6th grade when i saw you for the first time i was crossing the road when i saw you speeding towards me i was hoping we'd crash into each other but my friends pulled me away i haven't seen you ever since second if i ever met love i fear it would have your eyes third it's 2 am i am in your room farida khanam ji sings aaj jaane ki zid na karo for the 13th time and all i could think about you is you 
Fourth, I hope after everything I have gone through, you'd be worth the wait. Fifth, you walked in on a Tuesday morning, and I haven't needed anything since. Sixth, I have searched everywhere, but haven't found you. I think I'll wait for you to find me. Seventh. Do you have any idea how damaged you leave people? Eighth, why am I so scared of you? Ninth, you remember when we snuck up to the terrace of my building and sat at the edge looking at the sunset? I looked at you, the orange hues and tangle in your hair, and thought, sometimes endings can be beautiful. Thank you. That's a beautiful piece, Sagar, and thank you so much for giving me your time and doing this interview. Thank you for asking me for this interview. <laughs> okay. It's always going to be special since it's my first one. That's so good. I'm so glad, and I yeah. hope you get many, many more. And you're famous in no time at all. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye.